Hey, what's going on, everyone? My name is J.R. Robinson. I'd like to welcome you back to my podcast, When He Speaks Erotica from a Man's Perspective. And as always, I want to say thank you to the listeners and uh, thank you to the supporters who have really helped uh, this podcast uh, grow. I appreciate you. But I, I, I want to um, send a special shout out to a guy who uh, dropped some real good information about um, podcasting. And um, his uh, knowledge in the game definitely um, is something that I'm going to apply to this podcast. And um, the name of his podcast is Black Blessed Hands. That's Black Blessed Hands. So if you get an opportunity, check that brother out, um, Mr. Davis, um, YouTube, Facebook, and his podcast is on Spotify. And once again, that is Black Blessed Hands. Appreciate that, Mr. Davis. Thank you. Now, um, tonight I'm talking about, I'm going to tell a story. <laughs> I was going to talk about something, but I'm going to tell a story tonight. I just popped in my head to tell a story that um, it was like one of my first online dating experiences. So please sit back and relax. And we'll be right back with the question of tonight. Okay, we're back with the question of the night. And it is, should I have sex with my ex? No. No. <laughs> Nope, nope, nope. Um, when people get back together after an emotional breakup, they often end up having sex. Then they typically wonder, they think about was it a good thing or not. And if you got to ask yourself that question, then it's more than likely it probably wasn't a good thing. Um give you a scenario what happened with me. It was a long, rough winter. I think it was January, December, December, January. My partner had a, she went home to Tennessee and the nights were long and cold, man. I was lonely. And the only thing that was keeping me company was Netflix my dog and one of my exes texting me if she can come over. She was, she sent, she sent me a picture of us when we was, uh, we was in um, Jacksonville when we was at the beach and she put it on a mug. It was her coffee cup to remind us, you know, and at that brief moment, I found myself aching for her. But then I thought about, why, why should I hurt the person I love? She haven't done anything to me, you know? And sure, this person who was texting me was trying to do her best to give me 
everything and more. But to me, it wasn't worth it, you know? So that's one of the few times that I didn't go and uh, get with somebody, you know? And it wasn't hard. It, it just made sense not to do it. It wasn't like I had to sit there and contemplate and, you know, go back and forth and pace the floor, and even though I was lonely. But then when I saw my, when I thought about my girl who was in Tennessee, you know, visiting her family, what we had was more important, you know, to me at that point. And I just don't think it's wise for two people who are in a relationship who, who were once in a relationship to be intimate again. You know, it's, it, it's like as soon as you get back together, you break up once again. So it's kind of like a waste of time. I know new couples break up more quickly than the ones who have been in relationships for longer periods of time. It's understandable that there may be feelings for each other, but then you also have a feeling of distrust along with temptation. But I think with communication and understanding between both parties, you can reduce that, reduce those feelings. Because when you take a, a moment to step back and realize what it is that you have or what it is that can that could potentially go wrong, hesitation starts to kick in. And once you hesitate, that turns you to doing what's right. Hesitation is one of the best qualities to have when you're dealing with a situation of should I get with her or should I not get with her? Because once you hesitate, you put everything on hold. You start thinking clearly. You don't think with your organ, you think with your head on top of your shoulders. And I think once you acknowledge that, you you employ um, a positive uh, coping mechanism that can lead to a relationship, a strong, healthy relationship without having sex with that person. You can be friends, you can be, you know, able to have a conversation and not feel compelled to get together and, you know, do something that you might not, what might not be right for you, what might not be the best situation, what might not be the best thing in this particular situation. I think some people think that past lovers who have been a significant person in their life can just hop in and hop out and act as if nothing happened. You know, just go with the flow. Sometimes you can't go with the flow because you start to think, you start to hesitate. You start to regret even thinking about it. You have situations where you sitting there and you're knocking yourself upside the head like, what the fuck am I doing? What am I thinking about this for? Even if you don't have anybody, you can feel these emotions and these thought process 
even if you're not in a relationship because if that relationship didn't work the first time what's to say it's going to work the second time just because just because the sex was good that's not reason to jeopardize um hurting somebody breaking their heart um going against what you believe or put yourself through another heartbreak because being with your ex that shit is tempting very tempting but honestly it's not worth it not worth the risk for one the act of having sex with an ex leads to sorrow regrets that can affect your current relationship then you gotta deal with that emotional insecurity in past relationships which can lead to emotional abuse and last the last reason why you shouldn't sleep with your ex stds stds and along with the wumpty wamp that's out here now that should encourage you that sleeping with your ex is probably not the right thing to do I can't remember the last time I heard anybody talk about wearing a condom. Everybody's like free fall. And that's not the right thing to do. Not in this day and time. And now with the wounding wrap out here, you gotta protect yourself times two. You know? So that's it. I don't think that having sex with your ex is the best thing to do, so um that's it for the question of the night and we'll be right back with the main topic all right we back so we're going to get into this topic of the night uh it's not a topic it's a story a story that happened to me um, I was going to tell a, uh, 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 I was going to do a topic, but I started thinking about some stories and this one, uh, <laughs> this shit popped up in my head like crazy. And what it was, I was, I had just moved to Atlanta back in 99, 2000 and, you know, just got divorced. So I was dating heavy and, um, I kind of like went to a bad spot. What happened was someone came to my job. And start wilding out, you know. <laughs> she threw my shit. <laughs> she threw my clothes and my shoes and shit in front of the job. So I'm like, no. And um, you know, my friends and my coworkers, they saw that shit. They was Jones and they was killing me, roasting me. And I was at lunch. I was sitting down eating some uh I can't remember what it was. I was eating something. And this, you know, manager came in. He didn't work in my department, but he worked in another department. He heard, he said, I heard your girl came and dropped your shit up. I said, he said, I had to have to me, but not at the job. He said, I'm going to tell you this, though. Those white people don't like to see that shit. They don't like, you know, no type of domestic type shit or relationship going on at the job. And it was a nice little mortgage company job I worked at. So... 
it was funny he said that because he was white and he had that, you know, black vibe to him. So I said, all right, good looking on that. So I decided to uh, change up my caliber of women because she definitely was a little hood right over there off of Godby Road in College Park for all the ATL listeners. So um, I went online. It was like one of the first times I went online. And, um, you know, I had met, what, two, maybe two or three people offline prior to the, you know, person I'm telling the story about. And I think two situations was good. And one was this chick, she came in, she had like the funky attitude and, you know, face was all turned up because I guess she didn't like the spot we was at. A little Mexican spot. So, um, with me, whenever I, you know, decide that we're going to meet and hook up or whatever, and we done, you know, decide on the restaurant, I try to get to the restaurant like 30 minutes to an hour early to make sure, you know, I put my back against the wall so I can see who's coming in and see the person who I'm supposed to be meeting. Because we always say, this is what I'm wearing, and we stuck to that. But, um... The spot was downtown, you know, under the underground in Atlanta, downtown Atlanta, the underground. And we met down below the underground. So it was, it was, uh, it was um, happy hour on a Friday. And back then, happy hour was lit. Shit, sometimes happy hour started on a Thursday night. You know what I'm saying? So... I get down to the restaurant and there's plenty of women. I mean, it's some baddies. It, oh, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, Jewish, Pakistan, all types of women up in the spot. So, you know, I acknowledge, you know, I'm looking fresh. I'm looking good, you know. And um, I'm getting love back. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here to meet somebody. So... The person who's, who I was meeting, somebody came through wearing the same outfit, well, wearing the type of clothes she described. So I'm looking at her. I'm like, nah, that ain't who I'm supposed to meet. You know what I'm saying? And she walks in, she's like, Rob? And I'm trying not to say, yeah, but I couldn't do it. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, she already recognized who I was and I had on what I had on. I'm like, yeah. Hey, how you doing? And she said, first, let me explain. Me and my sister got into a situation with some people that jumped her. They, you know, took her to jail because she had a warrant. And I can't get into her house because she has the key on her. I'm like, oh, okay. And she said, I don't have no family other than my cousin who's working. And she gets off at 11. So I'm like, oh, okay. So, being the gentleman that I am, I was cordial. And I decided to, all right, put this to the side. Yeah, she looking, <laughs> she looking, she, she got scratches. Her skin, she has the light complexion. So, you can see the scratches on her face, around her neck. And they pulled a patch out of her hair. So, I'm like, okay, so, you know. Other ladies, they weren't really paying attention, but they were. One lady turned her head like, you all right? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I didn't say yeah, but I gave the indication. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. 
and I, I didn't want old girl who was there with me to, you know, feel disrespected. She was already feeling bad. Didn't have nowhere to go. And, you know, because she didn't drive. So. All right, so we, you know, having a couple of drinks and we laughing and we start to have a great conversation. And we even make jokes about what she looked like and getting. I said, well, did you beat the bitch up? <laughs> you know, and she said, look at me. Yeah, I mean, I got some good looks in, but she pulled something out my head. She pulled some hair out my head. I said, yeah, yeah, I don't too much deal with women with bald heads. And that just made her feel a little bit better. So, um, I went from Mac mode to like, okay, you know, I'm not going to try to really get word of night because she's <laughs> she going through a lot right now. This ain't going to happen the way I want it to happen. So, I took that L and just, you know, I was just a listening ear. You know what I'm saying? So, um, as it was getting close to her cousin getting off, she was like, um, my cousin said, well, um, she should be getting in. Um, in the next 10, 15 minutes. So it's okay if you want to. You can hang out there with us, hang out there with me for a while. I said, oh, okay. Now, prior to me going into the spot, me and my homeboy would do this thing where, look, 30, 45 minutes, call me. When I let you know I'm in the spot, call me from that time. So the thing was, we was... At the underground, back in the day, some phones couldn't get the reception if you went below the underground, the, the lower part. And that's what happened. We was in a, damn, I forget the name of that restaurant. It's one of those popular restaurants. It wasn't Johnny Rockets. It was, uh, shit. But anyway, we was in the restaurant, one of the popular restaurants. And, um. After I paid the bill, we were uh, walking outside. My phone just went all like beep, 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 you know. So I'm like, oh, shit, okay. I I forgot. After a while, you know, having a good conversation, I forgot me and my boy was supposed to communicate. So he's like, yo, I've been hitting you up, man. What's up? You all right? I said, yeah, man. Um, down in the underground, I couldn't get no reception. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, sometimes it's like that. All right, but I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm good, man. You good? He said, yeah. I said, okay, well, I'll holler at you. So, um, we uh, we uh, get to her cousin's house, and you know, sit there for a minute, and then I'm like, you know what? It's getting late. I need to get up because I I need to go home. I gotta get up for work. So I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, you can stay. I'm like, no, nah, I need to go. She said, oh, you really don't like what I look like. I said, no. If that was the case, I would have walked away from you. When you walked into that uh, restaurant, she said, "Well, you just being nice," and I'm like, "No, no, no, I like you, you know." And I, I and I like the vibe. I ain't gonna lie, you know. She was considering she wasn't looking up the part. She was cool. So, you know, I slide out and I call my boy, and I'm like, "Oh, bro, you ain't gonna believe this shit here." And we laughed and joked about it. So about what two? To th- I think it was three months later. We was hanging out, and Essel, uh, another friend of mine, his he was having a, a bachelor party. His brother was playing ball overseas, so his brother was like, "Yo, 
keep your money in your pocket. We're going to do it big. So we was drinking tequila shots. Not a, I'm not a tequila drinking person. I drank two shots and I'm done. I had about five. So with the, the combination of the shots, us having a good time, me looking good, because I had a black two-piece uh, jacket with the, with the slacks and the burgundy shirt, with the burgundy handkerchief and the burgundy socks and the burgundy drawers. Couldn't tell me I wasn't sharp up in that motherfucker. And we was in Esso. So we wasn't in the dancing area. It was kind of like, like, you know, when people hung out and talk. So drinking shots. And then this woman slides between us. And she steps in front of me. She said, hey, Rob, how you doing? Now, when I'm drunk, everybody looks the same. So... I know I've seen her. I just don't know where I've seen that. So she's like, you don't know me, do you? I'm like, yeah, we met online, right? She said, yeah. I said, okay. She said, where did we meet? I said, oh, shit. Um, 20 grand? She's like, no, wrong person. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, you know, I had a couple of drinks. So why don't you enlighten me where we met? So she was like, um, we met in the underground. I'm like, oh, snap. Now, when I saw the picture, when she showed me the picture when we was in the, when we was in the restaurant, nice picture. She's good looking, sister. But when she added that makeup, showing them cleavage, showing that cleavage, hair was tight. It wasn't no scratches. Yo, she was, oh my she was that mug was bad and then my boy's like yo who this i'm like yo fall back fall back uh-uh. fall back they were like wolves you know what i'm saying chomping at the bits so you know i, I pulled her away from them and they you know trying to see what's going on. like yo i got this i don't need no help i got this one i i, I hey I, I got this one so we talking, we laughing, and um, he like, I just wanted to uh, let you know that um, you missed out. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I stood back and held my arms open, and had, you know, did my little GQ, baby, you missed out on this too. You know what I'm saying? So we went back and forth, cracking jokes and laughing, and I see this little motherfucker in the corner eyeballing me. I mean, he like steadily eye-fucking me. Like, what the fuck? So I'm like, you what that dude? She's like, yeah, that's my boy. I said, oh, that explains it. So now that I know her boyfriend looking at me and he looking jealous, I take my hand place on the waist and bend down because I think she had to been about five, four, five, five. So I'm bending down all up in her ear and she laughing. I guess that was just too much for because he came over there like the road runner. You know what I'm saying? He was over there in the flash. So he doesn't move my hand, but our hands touch as he pivots her towards him. I said, oh, okay. I was like, yo, what's up, man? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, you touching me. What's up? He said, motherfucker, I'm not. T-. I'm like, oh, you know, call me a motherfucker. 
is once once I get th- once my manhood is tapped, oh, it's on. I'm about to light your ass up. I go from quiet, laid back to what what's up. We 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 definitely going. We're not about to get down like gentlemen. This is on some some other shit because you're gonna cross that line. And plus that the 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 tequila was a motherfucker. And then my boys was looking. And normally I don't give a fuck about what people think or say, but that night I had to impress. I had to show that I'm not gonna let this little motherfucker punk me. So I'm like, um. Okay. All right. So my partner like, yo, you all right? I'm like, yeah, man, I'm good. Little man over here, he, you know, um, over here trying to show some uh, chivalry. You know what I'm saying? He trying to protect his girl, make sure she all right. But she she in good hands. You all right, Amy? So dude, like, yo, let's go, Amy. I'm like, she ain't got to go nowhere. You know, it, it kind of like got her in the tug of war. You know what I'm saying? I'm pulling on her. He pulling on her. So I didn't want it to be a situation. So I just, you know, stopped pulling on her. And I say, look, um, this could have been different, but you know, you know, made your choice. So I'm gonna go over here and talk to somebody else. And I just started talking to somebody. So I had to let her know that her choice was a bad choice. You know what I'm saying? I had on some petty shit. I was I was real petty with the alcohol. You know what I'm saying? And then my man who was tested, I had to uh I had to um, checkmate his ass. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, a couple of weeks later, I get a call. And it's Amy. She said, I really didn't appreciate how you treated me and treated my boyfriend. I'm like, look, fuck your boyfriend. Okay. And I've been nice with you. I've been cordial with you. You know, how we met was kind of fucked up, but all I've been is nice to you. Don't make this an ugly situation. And it just kind of escalated from that. And we didn't get too bent out of shape with it. But, you know, I had to let her know, don't come at me like I'm some fucking punk, you know? Respect me. I respect you, you know? I just didn't respect your man. Now, if you want, if you want to get caught up in that battle with your man, you can get it just like him, you know. But she was like, um, "Nah, I just really felt like we had a good connection, and I really want to, you know, continue to talk to you and blah blah." I said, "Look, okay." I said, "Okay, I know what this is. My address is blah blah blah." She's like, "Why you give me your address?" I'm like, "Look, you know, you want to come over here." You've been sitting around steaming, thinking about this for three weeks. You know, I got all hot and bothered. Your man ain't probably putting it down. And you're thinking about how it would be with me. So go ahead and get in your car and come on over. I'm not coming to your house. I don't need to come on your house. My man, uh, I say, okay. Well, if you don't need to come over here, then we ain't got nothing to talk about. I'll talk to you later. Hung up the phone. was a knock at my door. <laughs> Yo, about 1 30 in the morning was a knock at my door. I'm like, who is it? Amy. I threw on my little nice little robe, Jack, my robe with the matching pants. 
and my uh, slippers, open the room up because you know I was, I was nice with mine back then. I was working out, balling, you know, had a little taco meat showing, you know. <laughs> so, um, I opened the door, and I lit the candles. You know what I'm saying? Got the my my navy buddy had this loop of moments in love by the art of noise. And he looped it. I can't remember how long that dude looped that shit for, but it just played over and over and over. So I put that on. So the mood is set. She walking in there smiling. Got on a nice little outfit. Cleavage everywhere. And she had a nice butt. I, I missed the butt because I was so caught up with the scratches and then the titties, you know what I'm saying? So when I saw the butt, I'm like, oh, thank you, Jesus. So we talking. I'm like, look, all you had to say was you want some dick. You know what I'm saying? We could have did this and you and your boyfriend still could have been doing your thing. She's like, nah, I me and him having problems. I'm like, oh, so you're over here because y'all have a problem? She said, no, I like you and I want to get to know you and I want to spend time with you and I'm like, okay, well, honestly, I'm kind of like not in the spending time mode as far as dating. I'm, you know, um, doing some other things. I got some personal stuff going on. So if we get together, we just get together, understand that if it's a booty call, if it's a, it's a booty call and nothing else. Don't look for no relationship. Don't look for no feelings from me or anything like that. Cause all I got is dick. And if you don't want that, then you might as well go back to your man. She said, oh, you some type of player, huh? I said, no, I'm not a player. I'm just one of the motherfuckers who know what he needs and what he want. And I'm not going to sit here and play games because I don't have time. She said, okay. So she moved close. I'm like, look at Amy. Before you get into this, understand if your man come to that door, it's going to be a problem. Next time, well, last time I saw him, it was me on some... You know, I was cordial. If I see him again, it's going to get ugly. And if I see you with him, I'm going to let him know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Because that's how I have to crack him. So if you still got feelings, if you still fucking with him, you might as well walk out that door. So she sat there and she thought about that shit. And I was like, oh, okay. So this motherfucker, she on the fence and I don't need nobody on the fence. I need somebody to get in that bed, do what we gotta do and we get the fuck up out of here. So she thought about I'm like, look, you gotta think about it, you gotta go. Mm-mm. I said no, because that right there indicates that you still got feelings. And like I said, I'm not trying to give you what it is that you want right now because I got my other shit going on. But if you can get it from another motherfucker, you don't need to be fucking with me. She said, I just can't believe you coming off like that. Like, what? Because I'm being real? You want me to sit here and lie and be like, yeah, Amy, I'm just going to love you. I'm going to love you better than he can ever love you. Now, I can tell you that shit if you want to hear it. That's easy for me to say. That I can do that shit in my sleep. But if you want to hear the honest God truth about how I move and I don't move with you, you're not... I, I'm not on your time, you're not on my time. Whenever we hook up, we hook up. That's how this shit is. And that's how it's going to be until I, you know, get to that point where I want to have a meaningful relationship. Now, 
either deal with that or there's the door. She got up, started walking towards the door, came back a couple of times, got up on me, looked at me and looked in my face, you know, like on some old lovey-dovey shit. I'm like, oh, okay, we're going to play this game. And then that next time she came back, she just, you know, pulled me down and started kissing me. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> got it. So, you know, we uh, get to the bedroom and, uh, whew, man, <laughs> man, she got to be top 20. You know what I'm saying? She, probably top 10. Nah, top 20. Yeah, top 20. She's top 20. And um, she got one of those, uh, she got one of those. She had a finishing move with um, which you know when I was getting ready to uh, have an organ, she would jump up and take it in her mouth. And I'm like, oh shit! After that, I had to do, <laughs> I had to change my whole stance about relationships because I found myself wanting to fuck her, not because of that. I mean, she had like you know other abilities, other qualities. I mean, she was funny. She was cool people. You know what I'm saying? Um, cooked, made sure I was okay. Uh, but she was just a little too clingy. And at that point, I had to decide that I was dealing with other people, and I didn't need a clingy woman hanging on me or trying to put, you know trying to put a stamp on me you know what i'm saying so i had to give her the boot it was hard and and we would you know we would meet and have sex in the car or meet at her spot she had got her own house and you know, her own apartment whatever and one time dude did come over but me and him you know didn't have no confrontation because she didn't let him in the house and you know he went home and called and cr- i heard him crying y'all i heard him crying about how much he missed her and i was like i wanted to like that's what you get, old small ass motherfucker. I wanted to crack him, but I said, nah, I ain't gonna do that. But um, yeah, that was my uh my little date from hell with a twist. Um, it's funny how um at that time I was real big on looks and you had to you had to present yourself. You know what I'm saying? You had to be on point. Your hair had to be fixed, and I ain't too much care for the wigs and weaves and shit. So, um, I was real, uh, you know, you had to look a certain way. And she was one of the few who got past that way of thinking. Meaning that I didn't really put emphasis on that after she explained the situation. And it was the where her sister got rescued. Um, I met her sister and her sister said, I can't believe she came to see you looking like that. I, I couldn't believe it, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, um, it was okay for a while. I think we dealt with each other maybe two months. Maybe, shit, yeah, about two months. We was with each other about two months. It was good, man, until she just started. It, it, it felt like that person who I had an issue with who came to my job and dropped my clothes off. I felt that from her. Now, not the exact same thing, but I felt that energy from her because she was 
telling me she loved me and I'm like, okay, we only been at this for a couple of weeks and you love me. So that kind of like scared me, you know, being younger too and being divorced and all that. So, but yeah, that's it, man. Um, the date from hell with a twist. Um, once again, I want to shout out my man, Calvin Davis at Black Blessed Hands. His podcast is something you definitely need to check out. Definitely, brother, definitely got a lot of information if you're thinking about getting into podcasting. If you if you're thinking, if you're seriously thinking about getting into podcast, check him out first before you spend any money, before you do any research. He's gonna give you the 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 tools to get it started. You know what I'm saying? Something to think about before you get started. And um normally I don't shout people out or you know acknowledge people, but um that's one dude I'm gonna have to definitely uh put up and, and let people, you know, get at him. You know what I'm saying? And once again, that's Black Blessed Hands on Spotify. Check out YouTube or Facebook. Um, also, the book, please check out the book, Heart Seduction. I'm, I'm working on the second book. I'm working on my, my, my manuscript. It's just, it's work, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Then me trying to do other parts of my business, you know, just trying to, keep this shit, you know, moving and not lose my fucking mind. But right now, you know, everything is good. Everything is good with me. Mentally, I'm good. Physically, doctors say I'm good. You know what I'm saying? So everything is good with me right now. I'm just trying to get some shit done as far as, uh, you know, networking, um, doing some other businesses, and uh, really trying to have a better year than last year. That's the purpose. Um if you need any advice, if you want me to tell a story, if you got anything you want to say, as long as you're respectful, hit me up at when he speaks at when he speaks erotica at gmail.com. And um on that note, man, y'all take care of yourself, y'all stay safe in these streets, and I'll talk to y'all later. Peace. <laughs>